0: The the question is is why why are we choosing to do what we're doing now? Uh, we're doing a pretty uh, to me it's a pretty extensive remodel. Um, all five of the spaces that we have, we're doing something to. The question is why are we doing that? We're, we're in a lease. Why are we? It's going to be three hundred thousand dollars. Why are we choosing to put that much money into some space that that we don't even own? And so I'm hopeful that I can uh, begin to speak to that a little bit tonight. Things started for me. Back in the summer, if you were here, we had an opportunity to look at a building behind us on Waddell Street that was for sale, and we thought, hey, maybe this is the answer to some of the things we've been praying. We're a little cramped space-wise. This would allow us to become owners instead of renters, and maybe this is what God has for us, and if y'all were here, if you remember, I said, y'all go and stand in the parking lot and pray and see what you think, and kind of... What I was hearing from the congregation and, and honestly what I felt like I heard from the Lord, I took a couple of days and went away, was no, don't do not do that. And uh, coming back from that, I, I felt like the Lord reaffirmed in my heart how important it was for us to be as close to the square as we possibly could, even though that's only a block and a half away. I just felt like God said, no, that's not what you need to do right now. So my in response to that, I started saying, well, if this is where we need to be, then God can can we stay here longer than these three-year leases that we keep signing? And so I started praying for 10. That wasn't a magic number. That's just what I kind of pulled out of my head. And I started asking God to give us a 10-year lease with our landlord. And we talked about that as a leadership team. And uh, there are pros and cons uh, both ways. And I just kind of in my mind, I said, well, let's just let's put a number out. And if they'll meet our number, we'll just take what they'll give us. And so the number was... $10,000 a month. That's what the leadership team felt comfortable saying we could pay. And so I just prayed, God, whatever space they'll give us for $10,000 a month, for her, we'll, that's what we'll take. And they gave us everything that we asked for. So that was kind of a confirmation for me that, yes, we can go ahead and pick up some extra space that is available. Good for us to go ahead and sign a long-term lease. Obviously, signing the long-term lease, we picked up some spaces that are not suitable to be used right now. And so there's some cost that goes into those. And then we started praying about, well, what do we need to do with this space? And really the question was, how big do we need to try to make this room? That was really driving everything. How many adults do we need to try to fit in here? And we honestly couldn't really come to a good decision on that. And I was praying, I felt like the Lord said was, make it better, don't just make it bigger. And so what I want to share with you tonight is how we feel like we're making things better. Uh, Things will get a little bit bigger, only because it creates a little more space that we need. But that's not the goal. We're not trying to maximize every square inch. What we're trying to do is say, we want to be here for 10 years, and our goal is to do effective ministry. And so what can we do physically that that will help uh, create a conducive environment for effective ministry? So that's what's going on here, is how can we make the spaces that we have better, with better being safe, functional, and welcoming, those three things. And so as Hicks comes up and walks through all the diagrams and all the pictures, that's what I want you having uh, in your mind. This is, this is what we see as making this space better. It's actually interesting, I was looking at my computer, so that was what we used to have, that was about six, six years ago, so we, our, our building is, was brown and green. We have both spaces. And then so you see Brandon, we've upgraded our project manager from Brandon to Hicks. And so you can see he's got the blueprint and he's kind of walking us through everything. What's the next one? That, so we're going to spend some time in worship. You can, we maybe have upgraded our worship leader as well. I don't know. And that's the room that you're sitting in now. <laughs> you can that garage door was there, that used to be a garage door. this was concrete, and there was just piles of stuff uh all in here so anyway, so here we are six years later doing the same thing again um, and our track record is God has always provided this is the fourth renovation that we've done every time we've just said here we don't we don't sell, we don't spend, I'm not going to pressure I'm just going to say Here's what we need and you guys can pray and give what you feel like God is calling you to give. We don't have any inclination as a leadership team to take out a loan to do any of this. If we've got the money, we're going to do it. If we don't, then we're going to take that as a sign that we just need to pull back. So I and I don't want y'all to feel any pressure uh either. You know, this is not a that's not what we're doing here. We're just trying to follow the Lord together. So I I went to Biltmore uh last week, uh, last Wednesday actually. We were in Biltmore. I don't know if you've ever been. I think it's the biggest house in America. At one point, it was the biggest house in America. 255 rooms, 43 bathrooms. It's on 8,000 acres. At one point, it was 125,000 acres. this massive, massive house. And it's still just one house. And I was thinking about that with us. You can only build a building so big. Like We can't build a building big enough to contain the work that God wants to do in our community. So at some point we're gonna say, we can't we can't move the wall anymore. We can't get any more room. And for me, we're getting really close to that point. If I had the gun to my head, I would say this is it for us in terms of what we're doing in here. We're gonna try to well after we reconfigure this, Hicks will show you the plan. It'll probably seat 250, we think comfortably we have two services, that's five hundred. The question is well what are you gonna do? If we have more than 500 people, we'll, hopefully we'll start another church, and then we'll start another church, and then we'll start another church. That's our desire. The Waddell Street over here was going to be three million dollars, 2.7 million to buy, 300,000 to renovate. And if you think about, if we were able to raise three million to do Waddell Street, it was going to seat 350. So that's 700, so let's say that's 1,000 people total. For three million dollars, if we took that three million and you spread that out, we started our budget for year one was about a hundred thousand dollars. You can spread out three million over a lot of churches. That in time, if they're just if they get to be the same size as us, it's a lot more than one thousand people. And so we want to begin to direct our attention and our energy and our resources that way. So yes, we're we're, we're putting some money into this to try to make it better. It'll get a little bit bigger. And if some of you are already thinking, you're like, well, what happens if that gets full? If it gets full, then we're, we're going to do something else. We're not just going to continue to, we're not going to be the Biltmore. We're not just going to keep adding rooms to the house because we can't, I don't, it's fine. That's just not what we're doing. And that's not what I feel like God's call on us is. So again, we're looking at better, not just bigger. You're gonna, Penny, David, you guys can come up. They're going to share a little bit from their perspective. Hicks is going to share, and then I'll come back and talk to you a little bit more about what we're doing down here, how much it's going to cost, and how you guys uh, can get involved.
1: I'm up here, so I'll go first. Um, So David asked us to share mostly uh, or really all about the things that we're planning to do down the street and what those mean for us. And as I prayed about it, uh, one of the things that you'll see that we're doing is we're going to expand, the plan is to expand the large, uh, the front room, I guess you would say, of 164 and, and to make that bigger and to, and to make a more functional kitchen, full kitchen on the back of 164. And that that that's, that's the major space that I think of when I think of the students and then we will Co-op Penny's spaces beyond that when she's not in there, um, but a lot of it it all comes back to me. It comes back to greater opportunity. What this gives us is greater opportunity. We've moved uh, from about a dozen students a year ago regularly to about forty-five students right now regularly, and thanks to how awesome um, Penny is doing stewarding the younger kids, we're going to get more and more and more of those kids as the years go on, and <clears throat> more space and. More small group space and all that just gives us greater opportunity, gives us a greater opportunity um, to invite more students uh, to do the things that we're doing. It gives us a greater opportunity to be really creative with the types of things that we do with those students. And so um, when you have those bigger spaces, we do kind of bizarre, weird games right now. And it gives us a chance to make those even weirder and more bizarre, So, um, which for us is great opportunity. It doesn't always work down here. It doesn't translate that way. Um, but uh, for us, it's greater opportunity to reach out to those kids. It's a greater opportunity to let kids use their gifts. Um, right now, we have, uh, by my last count, 10 to 12 kids who regularly help us at least once a month lead worship. And the problem is that we can't have more kids helping us lead worship on a regular basis because there's, you know, there, there's not a, we, we, we can't fill up that space. And so it's a greater opportunity to get kids leading in worship. It's a greater um, opportunity to get kids deeper in small groups, um, which is which is a big thing for us. We want to be able to offer students not just one um, opportunity a week, but multiple ways to continue to go deeper. And the more spaces we have for these small groups to meet and the more they're able to regularly meet in those spaces, the more they are able to concentrate um, on the students that they're with and to spend that time with them. And so I mean, really, that's what it means for us is greater opportunity to minister. Oh, one more. Jane and I were talking on the way here. And the other thing is it gives us, um, just like some of the things down here, a greater ability to minister to students on the main night that we meet because there is space for pulling kids aside who need prayer as opposed to them being right next to another kid who's laughing and joking with their friend. And and so to pull those kids and allow them to have some one-on-one time, um, even in those rooms in a way that is a little more private for them and giving them other rooms that they can go to, um, in order to do those things. So that's what that's what I think it means for us, is just greater opportunity to do the things that God is already blessing us to do and, and calling us to do in the future. So. Um,
2: one of the things I was um, thinking about in those pictures that David showed brought it back to mind, one of the things I was thinking about this morning was you know, when we first started Stonebridge, we had a few babies and we had a few preschoolers and a few elementary kids. And because it was just me and it was just, it was a few kids and because of the space we had, we had one nursery and then the preschooler and elementaries were all together. And unlike students and adults, kids don't learn um, on the same level. They're, every age is different. You know that. Um, and so what's been a great blessing is every time we've been able to, um, expand or every time we've been able to add space for our kids we've been able to break kids down into more into better age groups that are more developmentally appropriate for them so that when we're teaching them about the Lord and we're teaching them about the Bible we're doing it in a way that is developmentally appropriate for them so one of the things that this is going to do is we're going to be able to do that again we're going to be able to um, right now as if as Christine and I are looking at our numbers and kind of looking at what we are going to have We're going to be able to even separate the three-year-old preschoolers from the four-year-old preschoolers, which is a, they're a big difference. Um, And I see one of my small group leaders going, yes. (laughs) Um, And it's just going to be able, what's going to happen is it's going to be, we're going to be able to do ministry better for our kids on the levels that they are. So that's one of the things. Um, The other thing, and that even goes up to the elementary. Right now, if you have elementary kids, you know that I teach the kindergarten through fifth grade all together. Um, and then they break out for their small groups. But because we're going to have some different ways to use some space, my plan is that I'll be able to do a large group lesson for kindergarten through second and then third, fourth, and fifth separately, which will make a b- big difference, especially for some of our fifth graders who are too cool for school and don't really want to be in the same room with a kindergartner anymore. Um, so there's just going to be some – some. Um, ways that we're going to be able to better minister to our kids where they are. The other thing is, I think it's really going to help is um, for our small groups, specifically our elementary small groups, um, which, you know, do a fantastic job sitting in the front of 164 as people are coming in to pick up their kids and they're still trying to pray and they're still trying to kind of listen to their kids. Um, It's going to give them some, some places that they can have uninterrupted, um, still to be able to close out prayer and to be really able to minister to their kids without some of those distractions that happen now. Um, the other thing is one of, my, one of the things that's really has been on my heart for years, and I just think it's super important, is just fostering um, the relationship between what you do at home with your children and um, growing them spiritually and what we do here at church. Um, And the way we are now, if you have children in our ministry, you know this, if you have children in the nursery, you do go to the door and pick your children up and you get to make contact with their leader. But if you have a child in preschool and elementary right now, because of the way we have it set up, you don't even really get to make contact with your child's small group leader. Um, I'm really excited, I think probably the thing I'm most excited about um, with this renovation and what we'll be doing is that my, is that parents will get to have contact with their, small, their kids' small group leaders, that they will be able to actually go to a small group when they pick up their child and make that contact, because it's really important that the small group leaders know what's going on at home and know you, um, and it's also important for the parents to, you know, to to really know their small group leader and to be able to say, hey, you know, my kids, you know, whatever, they need prayer for this, to have that relationship. um, That will just make discipling our kids um, that much better. So those are the things that um, I think it's going to do for us in children's ministry.
3: So. All right. As uh, David mentioned, my name's Hicks Poor, and uh, the leadership team approached me to see if I would be interested in being the construction manager or owner's rep, um, which really, in short, means that I will make sure that we account for everything we need in the space beyond construction, from furnishings to um, 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 and make sure we have the right materials and. I will work to make sure that information is passed along to the general contractor so that it gets incorporated appropriately in the project and I was involved in some previous renovations so I guess they thought I did a decent job and invited me back and I was happy to accept Um, the uh, you know one thing for me in particular David his heart is here on the square um, and you know, I think mine is as well, and I think by us um, staying here and being involved in refurbishing the square is really just a blessing to the square, hopefully to the people in this area, just um, so that we can maintain these uh, historical buildings and, and the appearance of them. I think is really special. The We have a kind of a master plan. Um, We wanted to make sure we had a vision for all the spaces that we have um, and and this master plan involves five phases of construction. This will take us about eight months. Um, The square footage will be right around 11,600 square feet is what we will have here on the square and the total cost for this work will be around $320,000. And, you know, I think one thing that we need to remember is we have these spaces now, and so the key is to make them function to, um, as David said, making it better. We need to make these spaces function for what we need. Um, And so just looking at the square footages, we are increasing the functionality of our 11,000, of of our church by about 40%, giving us 11,000 square feet, and it will function well for our needs. The um, I had mentioned my involvement in communication. Um, Austin Mann has agreed to work with us um, doing some interior design work and so we really appreciate that. And so uh, we will be meeting soon to start laying out uh, colors and finishes and things like that. Okay, so phase one. Phase one involves the one, uh, the address is 160. This is the, the old flower shop. And uh, phase one creates pathfinders rooms. There will be five of them. And you can see how they're laid out. Um, phase one will include a new stairwell that I will speak on here shortly. And then phase one, kind of as phase one starts wrapping up, we will jump into phase two, which this is the 164 space, which you're familiar with. Uh, David mentioned how it would expand. You can see the stage is pushed back. This is kind of the old classroom in 164. Um, We are relocating the little kitchenette that was here. Um, We are moving the coffee bar there and relocating the kitchenette kind of back of house back here. The phase one and two are about a 10-week project. Um, it will cost about $108,000 in construction and approximately $5,000 in furnishings. I think one thing, one thing that's important about this phase of the project is we are going to work with construction management associates and Mike Bettingfield, who's done a lot of this work for us, or all the work for us, um, he has a relationship with the landlord and had already planned to do work for them so we were able to um, kind of go ahead and join in in that process which is a savings and permit costs and schedule and general conditions for his work so we were able to tag along and work with the Groovers they felt like they were obligated to put some money into the project just to get their spaces up to where it was uh, leasable and and what we would expect if we were going to a space to rent it. So that, yes, I can. How's that? All right. So phase one, two, now to phase three. The phase three is the 162A space. This is above 164. Uh, we currently have this space, and we haven't done really anything with it. We will add two large rooms in the rear of the space for pathfinders, and this will be kind of some of the co-op space for the youth. And we will maintain those front offices for small groups um, as needed and youth. Um, and this is where the stairwell downstairs um, that will now be connected to one to 160 and 164 will also come up and connect to this 162 a space and so this will be a route of that that many of your kids will take. They will come into 164 to check in um, We'll kind of have a nice central location in 164 and then they can they can uh, move over to 160 as needed or up to 162 a as needed and this stairwell is not existing uh, well it's halfway existing. But we will be constructing a new stairwell there, um, and that'll just help the flow of, of of as we as we get through and work through all three spaces. The one sixty, uh, yeah. This space is about a six-week project, uh, sixty-five thousand dollars, and about four thousand dollars in furnishings, and. This is where um, Penny will end up moving um, the Pathfinders to this area, and our plan is to be done with 1, 2, and 3 by August 1st. So before we start back to school, that space will be ready and available. Yes. Outside the outside stair will still be open, and it will probably be used by youth at times as needed so that they don't interfere with the pathfinders in the back of that space right 162 B <laughs> no that is, that is not our space and we will not have anything to do with that Yeah, there'll be a separation between us and, and Judas. She will still access that through that stairwell here though. Yes. Okay, so phase four. Yes. All space is this all Yes. All eleven thousand square feet is the groovers space so the same landlord we have now will be the same landlord for all this space okay phase four this is a renovation of the current pathfinder space right next door and the key to this to keep the key to phase four and five is we will go out and hard and take this through a bidding process, um, we want to make sure we're responsible with our funds and so we're going to open it up and ask that you know, multiple general contractors um, are involved in pricing this work and I will, I will be involved in, in creating and in submitting, sending out these drawings and creating a narrative so that we have a night, nice, everyone's informed and we can get some good, good prices, competitive prices from the general contractors. The, uh, so this space, this is about 5,100 square feet, four and five. And you'll see that what we're doing here is the lobby area is moving up into this portion of the, the building. We, it will also include the coffee bar. So the coffee bar will be gone from this space Woo-hoo! and we will we'll move next door. So you'll have farther to walk from the front row <laughs> to get your coffee and come back actually, if you could just cut through right here that'd be great um, We have increased the size of the restrooms uh, I think each one gets one new toilet so congratulations um, we will have right now this is this is still a little work in progress um, this is uh it will have it's it's Sean right now having four offices, so all our staff could potentially be down here in this space and have their office space, but we will um, have create access out the back door. Um, I know a lot of people will park here. It's not really safe walking around this corner, especially with little kids. Um, So there will be a door back here that, that I know will be used quite a bit. well there's one, oh, okay. two, three, and then david's office is or that space is in the same same location Phase five is uh, obviously the sanctuary renovation um, David mentioned that you know the hope is to end up with about two hundred and fifty seats and uh so with the the a v area was currently here, it kind of shifts back in this corner and takes over where the men's restroom is the coffee bar is gone and these closets here and here are gone away and we've increased the size of this stage Um, and just given more area up front for prayer and, and things like that after the service Oh, that wall. Yeah, that wall is in the same, this is the same location. Yeah, so that wall is not moving back, but we're gaining space with uh, the AV and the coffee bar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we've, um, the, really the, the 160, the 160 space, the flower shop is the one that, we have to get a certificate of occupancy before we can take over that space. All these other spaces are going to be more renovation work that we will be able to stay, in. the plan is, and that's why it's five phases, to keep using the space as much as we can, as long as we can, um, when it's safe, so that we don't have to shut down for four or five weeks. We can maintain services and meetings as needed. Okay, so the phase five, the sanctuary. So four and five are about a 12-week project. Um, The plan is to start September 1st and to be done by Thanksgiving. The cost is $120,000 and $18,000 for furnishings. Um, That costing—that's a pretty large number. That uh, that cost includes um, the potential purchasing new chairs for this space. That, you know, this, this portion of the project will be all new carpet. I know a lot of people are sad are said to see all the stains go, but this will be completely recarpeted. The, and, and so one thing I want to say, kind of about four and five being done by Thanksgiving and starting September 1, one thing I want to do is encourage anyone Kind of like David Scott said, the the youth have certain skills and and the space can allow them to use those. Um, I know we have people in the church who have skills in construction. And so if anyone is a general contractor, please touch base with me and and we can talk about um, uh, you pursuing this portion of the project. A, um, just, this is kind of a quick look. Um, I just wanted to kind of see a schedule. Um, so phases one and two have phase one's actually started. Um, demo has begun in the flower shop. Um, phase one and two will end around the first week of June, and then phase three will will crank up and will be complete by August first, as I mentioned. The month of August, we will be pricing and choosing a contractor to start Phases 4 and 5, which will begin September and finish in the end of November. And as I was kind of putting together this easy little schedule, I also wanted to look at the cash flow. You know, this is money that goes out that, that to support these projects. So $37,000 in April, thirty-seven in May, $60,000 in June. Uh, July and August are 20, 23000 each and then September, October, November $46,000 and it kind of puts a um, just assigns a dollar value to each month that this process goes on that's one reason we want to move as efficiently as possible does anyone have any other questions right now we will David's going to give us um, he's going to come up and speak again and then, are we all going to kind of get up? And and then walk we'll the group can get up, Penny and David and David, and answer any questions, so, yes. What part of, we, we had no extra income, what part of, the, of these
1: numbers can we do
3: with our current, current cash flow? I know that's going to be in, yeah, that's going to be in David's discussion, so answer that question. Yes. How long does the renovation of sanctuary take? Excuse me? How long is the renovation of the sanctuary? Oh, the sanctuary. This is about a three-month... Let's see, I think we had ten weeks. It, it starts September 1st and finishes November right before Thanksgiving, so 12 weeks. We it will be... Well, that includes four and five, so four will happen. Um, and then five will be a... They'll do a lot of work during the week and have it ready for the weekends um and then there probably will be two Sundays that we might have to make some other arrangements,
2: yes. Yeah.
3: Right. There. See Here's that yeah. storage closet is? will uh-huh. be a little here's, be a type thing back there. He, And here's a sink here as well. Doesn't that say sink? Yeah, we'll have a larger sink in the, uh, like a laundry yeah. sink. Yes, this is, this is going away. This, and these closets are also going away. And so the egress would be out. There will be a door cut in this wall here and out through that space. Mm-hmm. Yes. So conceivably, in things like this, we can actually keep it, down there maybe and keep it warm and burn um, yeah. it down? So yeah. Yeah, uh, we will not have, well, as far as keeping it warm, we will not have an oven in these spaces. Dr. Weber? Yeah, you mentioned the uh, tagging on to the permit, and uh, I guess Mike's planning on doing some work, uh, and you're only bidding on phase five. Um, right, phase four and five. Phase and five. Is there a reason you didn't bid them all out? I mean, the well, Mike was planning to do work in phases... Um, one and three for the Groovers, and so we felt like it was in our best interest to go ahead and um, join in with that scope of work. Um, if he if he would have proceeded with that, we would have we would have had to wait for him to get done before we could begin anything. And so we t- we save time in the schedule, and then also we share his general condition costs because he's already there. We can share those costs and save some money there and and some permit costs he will be yes, yes. That's a David question. When are you going to give a David answer? Okay. <laughs> So 162A is the upstairs space above 164. Um, I will say I've actually crawled through that space with a structural engineer. And that A side is actually structurally in pretty good shape. You know, the floor is not the best looking, but that's all, you know, there's a lot of cosmetics that can be, that that will be fixed during that process. Um, The owner... The Groovers are going to be more involved in, in some roof work on that portion of the project. Now 162B is what Mike is working on right now for the Groovers, which we are jumping in and being involved in that because 160, cause 160 space is directly below 162B. When they get old enough, they go to David Scott, but, now, is that because you're planning to have more, or, uh, um, (laughs) they will go, they will be up the street in the the flower shop in, in the 160 space. We are we are not doing any work to the front stairway. No. Yes. Jim. Yes. Are, we, are we including repairs for any of the leaks we have in this sanctuary area? Any of the leaks we have? Yeah. Do we have leaks? We had a bad one coming down. We had a bad one coming down here and coming down the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that is any roof issues or landlord issues, so we will, we will constantly approach them about any issues we have like that on any of the spaces. Yeah, go to one the slide with one sixty space. Yes. Right uh. uh. Right. Is, there, is that planned to be open doorway or is that emergency door open? Penny. All right. <laughs> for some reason Penny was prepared for the security question. There's actually two access points to the current space Yeah. Um okay, if if, if, you, if, you, if you if you take, if
2: you take heard, the microphone. Oh sorry. I can talk really loud <laughs> without the microphone. <laughs> uh, it's, it's natural. Um, we, if, you, if you currently have children in 164, you know that we lock the doors at a quarter after, and that will be the same in the new space. Um, what we're going to do is our plan right now is that people will enter um, into the, one, the current 164 space. They will sign their children in there, um, and then they will go up the back stairs for those kids who are going to be upstairs, or into, see there's two openings there, or they'll go into the nursery. These doors that are in what will become the nursery are exit doors only. They will not be unlocked, and so to get in, you will have to be let in. Now, they will have push bars because you have to have that for fire, but what Mike and I have been talking about is Um, there's a push bar, and then above that, there's a thing that an adult has to turn or push also for the door to be opened. So a little three-year-old couldn't go and push the push bar themselves to get out the door. Um, And um, we also, Christina and I have already been talking about, just with the arrangement that we're going to have, there will be more ways to get out of the building. Um, So one of our things is that we will, as we are recruiting volunteers and that kind of thing, we will have volunteers at each exit door and your security tags will actually be checked at the exit door not in the room so that you can't even get out the door if you don't have those tags so um, does that help okay back here in this and um, since because we have two two entrances kind of from 164 into that space that the kids who will go up the stairs can really just after they check in they can go up those back stairs right to their rooms they won't have to go through the nursery area you ask okay I would just yell, I'm sorry. Um, I'm used to just yelling. Um, what, we're, what we want, Christina and I have talked a lot about this. The, what we mean, I'm kind of a customer service person. I don't like bad customer service, that's why I shop at certain stores and not others. Um, if we need a parent, Christina and I like that we can just walk in here and find y'all. That's what we like to do. Um, and currently, right now, with the nursery being right there, that's very easy. When it's up the street, our, our plan is this. It's two things. One is, if at all possible, one of us will walk to get a parent if we need them. We'll walk down the street and get you, because I just think that's more personal, to come find a parent and say, your child is hurt or your child is upset or whatever. Um, our second thing would be that we can, we can contact, and I've researched some different little boxes that will be in the nursery where they, we, Christina, let's just say that Christina couldn't get away to come get a parent, but she needed a parent. Then she would type in the security number. It would show up in our sound booth, which would actually be over there now, and then they would, through Easy Worship, can put that number on the screen. Um, we kind of went back and forth. Should we just tell the people in the sound booth the child's name? Well, people in the sound booth don't know the parents, um, and so that would be kind of our last resort we would want to come get a parent if we needed to but if we couldn't get away then we would have the number system so? okay
3: the other option is closed circuit TV and we'll just hold your child up in front of the camera (laughs) and they'll show it on the screen Thanks for that one, Scott. Appreciate it. (laughs) Any other questions? Yes. That's a good question. Yeah. Is there a plan to name any of these rooms?
0: The person who gives the most money gets to name each building.
3: The poorhouse is not up the street. <laughs> All right. Any other questions? Yeah, All right. Thank you.
0: Good. Thanks. Austin just wants you to know that the look of this room will not change. There'll be beams and there'll be bricks and. All of the fir- the finishes for everything will be comparable to what we have now. So, I don't know. I tried to get them taken down, and that didn't go very far. So, if here's this next one. So, here's, you know, what everybody wants. Well, one of the big questions is the money. Can we see that next slide? So, here's the total deal. It's 320 all in. Breakdown phases one through three, which we're doing together. Is 182. We've got 85 that we're putting into that already that you've already given. We've been saving for this. So we need 97 by July 1st or based on that um, cash flow thing, maybe a little bit sooner. So that's what we're looking for for that. Phases 4 and 5, it's 138 all in. Um, The desire from the leadership team is to be able to kick some money in on that as well. We just don't know yet because we don't know what's going to happen with our operating income and so we didn't want to make a commitment that we couldn't keep so we ought to be able to make that determination over the next couple of months after we see how everything uh, shakes out so in my mind I'm thinking we need to raise the full number I'm hopeful that that won't be the case that we'll have some money that we can um, the church can put in uh, to that as well so that's that's kind of what we're looking at money-wise you see i love that by November 1st um, we're not going to be able to float some of these projects. We need the money in hand in order to be able to write the checks. So if we don't have it, we won't be able to proceed. Probably uh, what I'm looking at doing is on the 28th, that's a week from Sunday. We'll give you a little card, and you can say, this is how much money I can give. You don't have to write your name on it. Um, and that's just for our planning purposes. If it comes back and all we're getting is a nickel, then we're going to have to reevaluate what we're doing, and we won't. we won't. Go ahead, and if it looks like the money is there, then it'll allow us to tell Mike to go ahead um, with doing things up the street, and then we'll allow Hicks to figure out uh, what to do with this bidding process. Uh, just again, for me, I don't want y'all to feel pressured. And I absolutely don't want you to feel like we're trying to sell you on anything. In my mind, we've had some, we've had green lights all along the way, and so we're following those green lights. Our track record is God's given us everything that we've needed. For the first three renovations, and so I'm uh, confident that he'll do the same for this. If he doesn't, I'm not gonna go cry in a corner. We'll just we'll readjust and and move forward. Charlene was asking about church planting. To me, this doesn't affect our operating budget at all. This is not whatever you give. It needs to be separate from what you currently give to the church. If you give a hundred dollars to the church a month. Don't tell us you're giving that $100 to the building. That doesn't help us because then we got to go replace the 100 that you quit giving um, to pay the bills. So the, the money for this uh, is money that we've saved for this purpose, so that's not going to affect us operating. And whatever y'all give, um, we're looking for it to be the same, something that's on top of what you currently give to the church. So it won't have any impact on us operationally is the hope. Uh, so if we've got a church planter and we're ready to plant, then we'll plow ahead uh, with that as well. Um, widow and has two copper coins. She throws them into the offering bucket, and Jesus says she gave more because she gave out of her poverty than these rich guys who are throwing in hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So for me, the the philosophy is for all of us. It's it's a hundred percent obedience is what I'm looking for. So all I'm asking you to do is two things. Just say, God, am I supposed to participate in this? And if he says no, then you don't participate and you don't feel guilty about that. What we value here more than anything else is you listening to God and doing what he says. We want you, I want you to be led by the Spirit, not driven by anything. I don't want you to be driven by need. I don't want you to be driven by guilt. I don't want you to be driven by me. So I want you to just ask the Lord, is this something that we need to participate in? And if he says yes, then you say how much, and whatever he says, you do, and that's all that I'm looking for, and if he says no, then you don't, again, you don't need to feel any guilt about that at all, and if you feel like whatever God's calling you to do, you may say it's nothing, you're looking for $320,000, and I'm giving 87 cents, then give 87 cents, and do it in obediently, and we'll be fine, if everybody's obedient, we're going to be fine, and so that's all I'm looking for from anyone, again, it's no no pressure, I'm not asking you to not go on vacation, I'm not asking, like, I'm not, none of those things, I'm just asking you to ask the Lord, do you want me to participate, and if so, how much do you want me to give, and then you do that, and if all of us do that, again, I think we'll be taken care of, we'll kind of do the, I'm going to do the micro version of this on Sunday, just so we can get everybody uh, involved, we've tried to record this, we'll see if it turned out, we'll put a link to what we've shared, in a little newsletter deal with, with these pictures uh, to see if we can make sure everybody um, was involved. Everybody has a chance to hear. And then, again, on the 28th, we'll look for people to make a commitment. That's a great point. So we'll do it some other time. Um, we'll find a Sunday, the next one, and we'll do it then. So the first Sunday of May, uh, we'll do that and give everybody a chance to, again, commit. And we're, I'm, I want to ask for your name. You just tell us what you can do by... July 1st and what you can do by November 1st. We'll take your money anytime. If you want to give it in December, we'll take it. But we need it before that. And so we'll just, I'll ask you those questions. You can write that down and then that will give us the information that we need to go ahead. me ask one more time, do y'all have any other questions about any of this that we're doing? Yes. That, that's not her. That's someone else owns that, um, and it's for rent, and we're not, we're not interested. There is, I mean, I could see us getting one more space, and it would be if Judith ever decides to pack up. That's the space above the flower shop. I could see us wanting to look at that for sure. But I was referring to down here. I don't see us making a lot of big changes down here, but we'll see. We're not closed off to anything. That's his um, better answer. No anybody else have a question So our current seating to our new seating is how much of an plus 50 plus how And hopefully with a little more elbow room huh how many we I think we have two
3: <laughs>
0: There's one Seriously I think we have two So we don't we don't track uh membership the only reason you would need to be a member is if I if I go then the members get to vote on my replacement. So if I get hit by a bus and you see that in the paper, then you need to all go join if you want to have a say-so and who replaces me. Uh, in terms of regular attenders, I don't know. How many people were here on Easter? For what? So I'd go with that. So we probably have, they say, so I would say we probably have 450 to 500 adults is what we've got. Yes. I have that have not thought of that, so if that's a good idea and somebody wants to do that, absolutely, we'll let them take Hicks's picture instead of mine with a hard hat. Who else? Any other questions? Yeah. Well, I don't know if we could, and so for me, but my biggest issue with it is I don't want to ever feel like, I don't want anyone to ever feel pressure. If we don't come up with money, then we're going to lose what we've got. One of the things I like about the way we've done things is there's no, I don't have to beat the drum on Sundays and say, give, 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 because we're feeling a lot of pressure We've always been able to pay our bills and we've always had what we've needed. And so there's a, I guess you can call it fear for me of taking out a loan and then feeling that we've got to make that note. And if we don't, we're going to lose a bunch of stuff. And so just, yeah, so, yeah, so that would be it for me. Uh Uh-huh. we don't do it <laughs> yeah we just wait yes no it's we still yes they've we still have access to that to that lot it's the same guys they changed the name of the farm Yes? They say no, and I don't know to that. I don't know that we would. And they've said that they would not want to sell. Yeah? Yes, both of those things are actually going to take place on the other side of this wall. So you'll be all the room that you need back there <laughs> yes the street, that's what she just asked i said big biggest donor which is going to be you you will name a room you get to name a building <laughs> i don't y'all can name it whatever you want it doesn't matter to me oh i don't know about signs either that's a austin question <laughs> Anything else? About the if got yeah. On okay. And that came from Y'all giving. mm Mhm. miss That was my sixth grade Sunday school teacher. Coming through when I need him. (laughs) Who else? Any other questions? Comments? Yes. So, some of you probably aren't comfortable asking your questions or making your comments in front of everybody. That's fine. Grab me, Brandon, Scott, Matt, uh, Peter Tompkins is in Minneapolis. Those are the guys on the leadership team. Ask us any questions. Um, Again, we're not trying to put anything by anybody, so you've got a question or a concern or a comment, we want to hear it. I say all the time, God speaks to the body through the body, and that's y'all, and so if he has something to say to us. Uh, We want to hear it. Again, Hicks will be running all of the construction stuff. I think Austin would be more than happy to hear any of your interior design tips that she can incorporate uh, into the plan, plaids, polka dots, fluorescents, any of those types of things. Uh, She'll be more than happy to try to work all of those things in. Do you all have any other questions? Good. Um, Again, just for me, I feel like this is the direction that we're supposed to go. The I feel kind of from the Lord it's the direction we're supposed to go. And I look at this, the the green lights and it's the direction that we're supposed to go. And so we're just going to keep moving in that uh, direction and just trust that the Lord's going to take care of us. It's a big deal because it's, it's a lot of money and it's time and it's commitment and it's all of those things. But on the other hand, it's really not that big a deal. It's just allowing us to do what God's called us to do, hopefully, in a more effective way. And so that's our heart behind all of this, again, is how can we make what we're doing better? And the hope is that this plan will make things better. If you can't see how it makes it better, please come talk to me, and I can, hopefully I can explain our reasoning. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to shift a bit um, from all of this. Uh, to, we're going to spend some time uh, praying, not necessarily about, Uh, the building for 45 minutes for sure. You're around tables, and so I'm going to give you, Bo's just going to, what are you going to do? He's going to play a song to help us focus and transition, and then I'm going to get up, and I'm going to give you some topics to pray around your table. Those of you who are standing, y'all can maybe make a table or grab some chairs so you can pray with some other folks. Some of you are not comfortable at all praying out loud, and I want to encourage you just, it's okay, um, It'd be great if you know, something's stirring in your heart. You can just pray one or two words. Some of you love praying out loud. Keep it short for everybody else. Sentence. We're going to do kind of sentence prayers around your table. One sentence prayers per person. You don't get to pray twice until everybody prays once. That's what we'll do to make sure everybody has a chance to participate. So I'm going to pray.